Hi, I'm Billy Gwaltney, and this is the CYA Podcast. This show is for the physician who understands the importance of protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve. Each week, I'll bring you tips and advice to help you cut through the clutter and misinformation and show you exactly what you need to preserve your income and way of life. If you're ready to achieve the peace of mind that only financial security can bring, let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the Cover Your Assets podcast. The title of today's program is, as a physician, is it ever wise to consider purchasing a whole life insurance policy? Excellent question. Uh, The short answer is yes, it's wise to consider at least some whole life insurance. I'll give some big picture reasons why it's important to at least consider this as you plan your and your family's economic future. Just a caveat right quick, this is not a comprehensive analysis. Um, I'd be happy to discuss your specific situation directly anytime. Uh, I'll provide my contact information at the end if you don't have it already. But let's start by defining whole life insurance. Uh, what is it? It's permanent life insurance designed to guarantee a death benefit for your entire lifetime. Over time, The policy builds a cash value equity account that that grows. Again, the longer you have the policy, the larger that account could become. Dividends are paid into the policy if the policy is with a mutual insurance company, which is highly advisable for these types of policies. I can discuss that in more detail as well uh, if and when you'd like to talk offline. But just a detail you'd want to make sure of. And if the insurance company makes profits, then dividends would be paid into the policies. The policy would grow and it would just uh, compound on itself over time. So we contrast this with term life insurance. Previous podcasts, we talked about this. Uh, I own some term insurance. It certainly has its place. It's good for a lot of circumstances to provide maximum death benefit protection at the lowest possible cost for a select period of time. And so uh, term insurance will cover you for, let's say, 20 years or 30 years at a guaranteed uh, death benefit, at a guaranteed premium. And if you outlive the term, the policy either goes away or becomes uh, prohibitively expensive so that you will get rid of it and not continue to keep it. So over that term period, the insurance company is on the hook. But if you go through underwriting and you're approved and they give you this policy for such a cheap cost, that typically means you're going to outlive the term. Whole life insurance costs more. It costs more because it's designed to actually pay out the death benefit when you're most likely to die. And that makes sense, right? But because of this cost, conventional wisdom often says that you should just get a term insurance policy, invest the difference, and self-insure the rest after the term period ends. And as I mentioned, term insurance has, it certainly has its place. Term insurance is a vehicle, it's a tool, kind of like a medication is a tool that if utilized in the right way, can do a lot of good. But if not used in the right way, it can do some harm. And so the tool is not necessarily right for every situation. In my professional opinion and in my experience, it's reckless to say that everyone should just buy term and self-insure when the term policy ends. Because the plans that people lay out in their 30s often don't work out as expected. Uh, Things change. Desires change. Goals change. 
what we care about change, affections change, so many things change. And so the question for you and for me, for all of us to answer is, is it wise to consider having at least some life insurance death benefit that will actually pay out at your death? So I'll ask that again. Is it wise to consider having at least some life insurance that will pay out a death benefit when you will most likely die? Okay, so at the time you're most likely to die, whether that's 80, 90, 100, whenever that is, is it wise to consider that? The answer is yes, I believe it is. Economically, uh, it's just a, a smart thing to think about. So what do we do about this cost, the higher cost? What about that? This is primary and usually the only negative to a whole life insurance policy. And this is why those who rail against whole life do so. They look at the cost and decide it's too high, period. That, that's the end of the discussion. But let's look at what whole life is doing. Okay, Why would anybody in their right mind pay that higher cost? I believe there's a right way and a wrong way to structure a whole life policy. Uh, for me and my clients, we structure whole life with the primary focus being on the cash value equity accumulation and minimizing the death benefit. And you say, why? Why not maximize the death benefit? Well, a properly structured whole life policy is an excellent, excellent place to store cash. Okay. Now, the vast majority of wealthy people have cash on hand. They have cash ready for investment opportunities that come up because these opportunities find the people with the cash. The best opportunities for investments find people that have cash on hand always. And so wealthy people store cash efficiently. They have cash. And so let's take an example, not just people, but companies do the same thing. Where do banks store cash? Okay, let's answer that question. Where do banks store their cash? Do they store it in their savings accounts or in their money market accounts? Not if they can help it. What if I told you that banks buy as much whole life insurance as the law will allow them to purchase? They buy it on their key executives. It's called bank-owned life insurance, BOLI. And the focus of this whole life insurance is essentially one thing, and that's storing cash as efficiently as possible. Now, please keep in mind that whole life is not meant to compare to other investments as we define investments. It's not meant to compare to other things you can put your money into that you have a higher risk reward kind of correlation, like a, a mutual fund or a stock, things that you would invest your 401k in. Whole life is not an investment vehicle. It's just an efficient savings vehicle, an efficient place to store cash. In my experience and in our in the calculations we've run, it's the most efficient place to store cash that would otherwise sit in a savings account earning next to nothing and being taxed or would basically remove anybody keeping cash. And therefore, they would tend to invest it in things that would be unnecessarily risky because storing cash is so inefficient. Well, if you had an efficient place to store cash, then storing cash wouldn't be so bad, right? And then we would have cash on hand to take advantage of investment opportunities that come along down the road. There are also significant tax advantages to whole life. The death benefit is paid out income tax-free 
It's usually paid in a lump sum. In addition, the cash value equity accumulates without tax as well. So you don't pay taxes, the cash value account grows. And you can also access that cash value without tax if you do it properly. And again, we can discuss how you do that in more detail if you would like to know uh, more for your particular circumstances. Also, depending on what state you live in, and this is big for physicians, there can be a significant creditor protection element to your policy. In a lot of states, again, we would look at your particular situation in detail, the policy values would be protected from creditors, from lawsuits, whether professional or personal, doesn't matter, is fully protected. That's a big deal. The policy can also provide significant long-term care benefits, chronic care benefits, critical care benefits. And a lot of times these are accessible from the death benefit. And so uh, what insurance companies are doing is saying, hey, if you need to access this death benefit while you're alive to pay for long-term care expenses, you can do so. Well, that can completely remove the need for long-term care insurance in the future. If you're young, you're probably not thinking about long-term care insurance, but talk to a colleague that's in their 50s or 60s. Talk to someone you know, and trust me, they're thinking about how they're going to pay for health care, for critical illness, for chronic illness, if they need nursing home care, if they need assisted living care, what happens in those situations. That's what can quickly erode a nest egg that's been built up. Well, if you can access it through a permanent policy and a death benefit, that's that's a very important feature. And lastly, there can be significant flexibility on how long premiums are required. A lot of our clients have policies that are paid up in seven years, 10 years, Once they see the cash value growth and the accumulation that continues to increase over time, they want to continue to contribute. And most people don't know this, but the expenses inside of a properly structured whole life policy actually go down over time, not up. Okay, the cost of the life insurance in a whole life policy actually decreases over time. So your cash value continues to grow and compound while the expenses go down. The most inexpensive form of life insurance is actually a properly structured whole life policy, okay? And that goes totally against conventional wisdom and what you're going to read on your average blog. The details of this matter, and I'm happy to discuss that uh, with you for your particular situation. For what it's worth, I'll end this by saying I and my family own a lot of whole life insurance. As I mentioned, I also own term insurance, but the focus of the term insurance is to cover for a shorter period of time. And me and my family own uh, just more and more whole life insurance that's focused on cash value accumulation. And this is not a case of the blind leading the blind. I see our values, they grow all the time, regardless of what the market does, regardless of interest rates up and down. Uh, those kind of swings just don't impact it. It just can it, it it can impact it some, of course, but not acutely and right away. The dividends that are paid out, just staying the course and having a steady cash accumulation, place to store liquid money that we can then access for other things. It works the way it's supposed to. I'm a living example of that. So again, I'm not saying this is for everyone all the time. I am saying it's wise to explore it with an open mind. Explore whole life insurance with an open mind. See if it's a good fit for you. 
I would be happy to discuss that in more detail if you would like. No harm done if not. Please feel free to text me anytime to arrange a conversation or to ask questions. My number is 704-270-2376. Again, that's 704-270-2376. I love doing this podcast. I love being with you. Uh, Happy to discuss your uh, situation anytime. Until next time, this is Billy Gwaltney. Thank you as always for carving out a few minutes. Uh, Talk to you soon. This is the podcastfactory.com.